This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Daryl, uh, Thursday news was uh, very interesting at Browns camp because of Denzel Ward and his knee. I've heard mixed reports coming out of there. What is, what, what's the story with his knee? Yeah, same here. He got hurt during practice. Now, Kevin Stefanski after practice was very nonspecific about the knee injury, only just saying that Denzel it was limited. And, of course, uh, he was given the questionable designation for Saturday's wildcard matchup against the Houston Texans. In the locker room, I'll tell you this, Andy, the, the mood was just like a normal final week of practice, right? Uh, it was very jovial. Guys were joking around, you know, hanging around uh, each other's lockers and things like that. It was not a somber move by, uh, mood, I should say, by any stretch of the imagination. <clears throat> um, you know, yeah, Greg Newsom. Uh, we talked to him and and he you know said obviously you know he's our our cornerstone out there uh and uh, one of the best corners uh in the NFL and they would obviously have to make up for that if he's not available but um you know uh, Miles Garrett said he didn't see what happened uh, and just obviously it's disappointing that anyone got hurt especially uh Denzel Ward so remains to be seen you never like these end of week injuries that pop up right um it, they always make you nervous, but it, I, like you, I, I've heard some mixed things. Uh, um, so not going to try and make a bigger deal of it. Uh, hopefully he is available uh, Saturday afternoon in Houston and, um, you know, uh, we'll wait and see. But um, yeah, that was, uh, <clears throat> that was one of those things like to pull the curtain back a little bit. Um, you know, sitting in the media room, waiting for Kevin Stefanski to come in. And, uh, there was a meeting outside the media room for a few minutes before Kevin came in. And I can tell you, my experience always tells me that that's never a good thing when they have to stop at the door, have a conversation before he opens it and comes in and, and sits down to, uh, to talk to us. And again, unfortunately the news that, uh, you know, uh, Denzel Ward suffered, uh, we'll call it right now, a minor knee injury and uh, is uh, officially questionable for that game Saturday in Houston. All right, so let, let's play this game with Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward plays the game. Denzel Ward doesn't play the game. 
How does that affect the defense going up uh, up against uh, Stroud? I don't. Well, I, I don't want to discount Denzel Ward's importance, Andy, but. Martin Emerson will probably be called upon to, to play for him if that is uh, re- required, if he needs to. Look, this is something that they, they've dealt with already this year. Denzel missed four games earlier uh, this season uh, with injuries. So um, they've been there, done that, and they've not had tremendous drop-off in the secondary without Denzel uh, out there. I, I kind of felt that MJ Emerson deserved Pro Bowl consideration for the type of season that he has had. Uh, for the Browns, but um, I think that they'll be fine. Um, I don't think this is a situation where Browns fans should be freaking out uh, and and worried that this is going to cost them the game Saturday. I, I don't feel that way. Th- this defense is a, a, a incredibly tough. Uh, it, it's a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be going into the year. That was one of my key questions coming into the season is how deep were they? Were they? How would they be able to sustain injuries and, and get through not having key players on the field? And as we've seen, Andy, from week one to week 18, they've been able to get through just about anything and everything. So um, I, that's why I'm not pushing the panic button right now over this injury. It, now, uh, if we get a uh, a status update, uh, a little different story. Uh, but the only way we're going to get a status update from the Cleveland Browns is if they have to rule Denzel Ward out. And as we have that conversation, this conversation right now, I don't believe that will happen. All right. Well, I, and then we talked about this for a second, I think, in the last podcast, too, that if even if the defense has to, and like you said, we've gone through this before. Denzel's been out with concussions. It's It just feels good to know that he's out there. Um so uh, the other question that came up today, too, about the defense was Grant Delpit. So what happened there? Well, Grant was designated to return from injured reserve this week. Remember, he had surgery uh, on that groin injury. Um, he has been rehabbing night and day. Jim Schwartz, uh, you know, called him a relentless dude uh, on uh, Wednesday when we spoke to Jim. I got to get the, the days of the week straight. We're on this alternate calendar here for Wild Card Saturday. But, um, you know, we talked to, to Grant in the locker room uh, on Thursday, and obviously he's disappointed he's not going to be able to play. He's been doing everything he can to to rehab and, and get himself back as quickly as possible. Uh, if they are able to win on Saturday and advance to the uh, the divisional round, I think that there's a really good chance that Grant Delpit will be uh, available. The other guy that you have to worry about there in the secondary, Juan Thornhill is questionable with a calf injury. But again, some good news there. He's been practicing this week. So, um, and uh, let's be honest about it. The Browns are very thorough when it comes to their injury reports, right? I mean, they are lengthy. They are detailed. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Even the guys that are just getting days off, uh, the Browns put in the the injury report that, yeah, you know, they got this or that and the other. But the real reason they didn't practice was because just, we didn't, you know, feel the need to to put him on the field one to give him a day off. So the Browns are thorough with the injury report. So sometimes with these uh, these designations, you have to take them with a, a little bit of a grain of salt. But um, yeah, a little, little bum for Grant because he was really really hoping to get back on the field in time for the playoffs. Uh, Daryl, I, I want to get into the defense as a whole coming up in the next segment. But just, I mean, as the Browns walk into this game. Just what what is your overall feeling on the defense? Not getting into the nitty gritty, but just where they are with this defense right now. Because, I mean, one of the reasons that Joe Flacco is able to make mistakes and we don't worry about him is because the defense isn't playing well. 
Well, and the mistakes that Joe Flacco have made too, Andy, have not been uh, of the critical variety. You know, we've talked about it on the air and even on this podcast um, of his interceptions. I mean, two or three are because Cedric Tillman didn't do something he was supposed to do or, you know, wasn't able to get to a spot or something like that, right? He had a, uh, an interception against the Rams. It was basically the equivalent of the punt. Same thing happened uh, against the Houston Texans on deep balls. Uh, another interception came at the end of the half because they couldn't kick a 36-yard field goal, um, you know, after Dustin Hopkins got hurt in Houston. So, you know, there are interceptions that I don't hold against – uh, Joe Flacco, if that makes sense, right? Um, I th- that they really haven't put the Browns' defense uh, in tremendously adverse positions. Um, but the key, one of many keys for this game this week, is to take care of the ball. This is uh, one of those rare games where the team that gives away the football the most, the Cleveland Browns, plays in the playoffs. The team that gives the football away the least, and that's the Houston Texans. Um, you know, Houston does a very, very good job of taking care of the ball. Uh, CJ Stroud has just five interceptions this year. This is a guy who's thrown for over, you know, 4,000 yards. He's got 23 touchdowns. Like, um, Jim Schwartz said it uh, earlier this week that, you know, it's the cost of doing business. When you're throwing the ball that much, you're going to throw some picks. And it's, you know, pretty surprising the, the volume of, uh, passing that Houston does that Stroud hasn't been throwing. Uh, you know, picks in mass.